guys. Welcome back to the Super Soda Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. I'm Luke. We have not talked in a bit of time. There are some things that came up, but don't worry, loyal viewers and listeners, we have returned. It's all right. I'm trying to do Let's Plays with you, but you don't want to play with me anymore, so I understand. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, time is hard. And gut, being an adult gut, is hard. Well, it's not that the time's hard. It's just work is weird times. Yeah. And, like, sometimes I'm free on weekends, but sometimes I'm not. You know, it really depends. Yeah. Um, and weekdays, it's a lot more, not sketchy, but, like, not as much Hit time. Yeah. Because, like, I'll get home, I mean, as of time of recording, it's 8 to 12. Sometimes I don't even get home until this time, let alone, you know, be ready and get all my responsibilities done and be able to sit down and play some games and record. See, that's why I like my job, because I'm out at 3 every single day unless I choose to stay late. Right. I do being have... Able to, I'm oh. just saying, being able to say, oh, yep, I'm going to be out at this time every day unless I say so, it's kind of nice instead of being like, oh, I'm going to be two hours late. Yeah, no, and, like, that's the kind of job I want, too, just so I have more regularity and I'm actually getting home when it's daytime out. But I do have a little update for that. So... Um, currently I start work at 9.30 and I get back at like 7, 8 o'clock p.m. Um, so what's hopefully coming up soon, my work told me, is we might have a 8 o'clock start time coming up mm. for certain, uh, for like certain people and like a certain start time. We might have like one batch go at 8 o'clock and another batch go at the regular time at 9.30. Um, but if that's the case, I, I will happily take an 8 o'clock start time. Oh, yeah. Like, being able to start earlier and end earlier is always better, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, like, if, li- I, like if, if I could start at, like, granted, I wouldn't like it, but if, if I started at 6, I would be happy with that because I can get home at 2 o'clock. Yeah, no, 100%. And that's what I'm thinking. Like, you know, if you push back the start time an hour and a half, that means, by all of reasoning, you should be able to push back the time I get home. So instead of getting home at, like, 7 or 8, now I'm getting home at 5.36. Yeah. So... How's uh, RuneScape going? Because I hear the clickety clicks. Hey, no, you Mr. don't. Mr. Multitask. I'm going to go play Polygon right now. <laughs> Let's uh, see how it is. Okay. I mean, you can. I'm just doing some AFK stuff. I'm just, well, you guys can't see it in the video, but I'm just doing some farming real quick, and then I'll end up doing agility because it's technically just click on the green button. You could take your camera off and just show the screen. Be like, whoop. Here, um, I'll drag it over. This is what I'm doing right now. I'm literally just... Clicking on a thing, waiting for it cool. to go, and then you know, and then it goes. <laughs> um, I was thinking about doing some like monster hunting and stuff, but that that might take too much of big brain power, and I want to focus more on the podcast and actually um, talking about important issues because we haven't been together in a long time. So. Yeah, because you, uh, uh, mom and Micah went out to go visit you guys. Um, this past weekend, and you guys did a whole bunch of stuff and things. Oh, yeah. And, um, Christine and I, I don't think I said it on the podcast, but we bought um, we bought mini bikes. I don't think, I don't know if I said it on the podcast last time or not. I don't, I think it was the couple days before I went out to go buy them. Yeah, I don't think but you I talked like, too much about it. Um, I knew, I think you had mentioned that you were thinking about getting some. But in terms of you actually receiving them and testing them out, I don't think so. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, 
I don't really have a whole lot of videos on them. Um, I'm not sure if I can. Are you able to put like, like when you're editing the podcast, are you able to like add like extra video or pictures into it? Um, yeah, it's kind of tricky. So I'd probably have to make a cut and then have the video play like, and then have us pick back up again. Like, I don't, I don't, I think it's pretty hard to overlay it. I'm not exactly sure how to do that. Well, I can send, um, I'll just send you the pictures and, and the, uh, the video of it. Okay. Of one of them. And you can, you can figure if you can't, if it's too difficult, you don't add it. You can cut this out. Okay. But whatever the case, um, yeah, I mean, there's, uh, seems like you guys have had a lot of fun driving those around oh, and, yeah. and, uh, uh, have there been any injuries yet? No. Honestly, it's pretty hard, hard, pretty hard to fall on them. Um, because once you see pictures, people can't post these in the thingy, um, the tires on them are like wicked wide. Like they're like fat tires, like almost like ATV tires, kind of. Chonkers. Big, big bahonga honkas. <laughs> uh, trying to get the other picture, Christine. Hey, because you guys got one each, right? Yep. So brand new. For some reason, my phone selected a VeggieTales picture for some reason. <laughs> hey, that's pretty important, too. <laughs> well, hey. But, yeah, so so talking for a little bit while you're getting that all prepared and everything. Um, not necessarily um, having an engine-powered bike like that, but I do eventually want to get back into mountain biking and biking back on trails because I currently do not have a bike here. Maya has like a stationary pedal bike that she uses for exercise, but in terms of getting out on the road, getting out in the woods mm. again, it's been a long time since I did that. Yeah, with you guys, it's almost good to get like one of those cross country bikes where they have like the the thicker, like a really thick road tire, so you can do like pavement and gravel and that kind of stuff. Because I'm sure you have probably have to drive a little bit to get to anything like decent mountain biking related. Mm-hmm. Um, because our mountain bikes are actually like mountain bikes so like they're made to go on trails and they have you know suspension and all that kind of fun stuff especially yeah. mine yeah um, I mean, we, de- we definitely have like trails that we can bike on but um i can't think of any that come to mind where it's like in the, like what we're what we were used to in our past where there's roots and hills and you know semi-dangerous stuff yeah, yeah. The thing is, though, is that if you find a place, Christine and I did a bunch of research about finding local areas and where get the lingo of where people go and stuff around here. Is that when you find a place that is um, like mountain biking specific? I'm sure we talked about this on the podcast before, but here you go again. Um, uh, when there's a place that is mountain biking specific, there's actually like trail crews that are part of the community that will go out and like groom the trails and like upheave any debris and trees and cut up roots if they're kind of you know crazy and whatnot um so you find trails that are mountain biking specific they're actually made to flow like a mountain biking trail not you know hiking trails can just be like bop, 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 right and it's just kind of like you ride it and that's cool but when it's like an actual mountain biking trail they'll have like construction to the trails themselves and they'll flow and go up and down you keep your momentum and all that kind of stuff yeah so, so it's, it's, if, a, it's a blast uh, if caleb you're not able if you're not able to get those pictures up. I'm just going to show the people. Oh, yep. Perfect. Yes. That's what it looks like. So it's basically like a, uh, 
I like to call it an ATV with two wheels because the tire size is basically the same size as an ATV tire, depending on the ATV. Um, but they're maybe like that wide, I would say. Like uh, this wide, like this wide. Like half a foot, six inches, something like that. No, yeah, more than six. I'd say like maybe eight or ten, eight and nine. I think it's I think they're eight or nine inches wide. Okay. Um, but but what's really cool is that you know like with cars and stuff like you can like fully modify these as well, and you can completely if you, even if you don't know what you're doing you can completely disassemble the motor, everything in under two hours. Oh, nice. You you can take apart literally every single nook and cranny bolt, the crankshaft, the piston rod, all that kind of stuff in like two hours if that. And that's mm -hmm. your first time doing it because I've seen videos people can take apart a motor in maybe 15 minutes it's just that easy so when people said they're fun you can modify them they're easy to work on and they're super duper reliable so basically you'll have to do oil changes which is like a dollar because they don't take much oil so when all those check marks were you know all those check boxes were checked off I'm like heck yeah this looks like a fun little cheap uh, thing to do you know spring heck summer yeah. fall and they hold their value. So, like, we've, for the ones that we got, they're the bigger version, so they're way more comfortable. Because they have a tiny version, which is, like, made for kids. And then they have this version, which is made for kids and adults. Mm -hmm. um, so these ones, if you buy them brand new from Tractor Supply and Sears and I think... I'm not sure Walmart, but Tractor Supply. Brand new, they're, like, a little bit over $800. But as soon as you buy them, as soon as you walk out, they drop in value immediately. So... We got ours modified for 500 each instead of, you know, 800 plus. Oof. So even us reselling them, we could just straight up get our money back. So, like, basically we'll just pay for whatever oil we use and whatever parts we upgrade them with. Yeah. So yeah. even if we resell them, we'll get all of our money back whenever we do sell them. Mm -hmm. It's, so it's just, you know, that. obviously you got to put a little bit of work into them. Yeah, um, a little bit, but not uh, a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't be too bad. Well, that's really cool. I'm happy for you guys. They're definitely a lot of fun. I, whenever people come visit, I'll be like, you guys want to ride our bike? I definitely <laughs> and, want to. Yeah, they're so much fun. Like so, when, uh, I, I said, I have a really quick question for you. So uh, is it possible to use them in the winter? We saw a couple videos, and you can use them in like a couple inches of snow, but after that, they just don't bite into the snow at all. They just lose traction. Okay, because... So like, if, there's, if there's like an inch or two... You can still run around. It might be a little bit slick, so I'd be careful, but... Yeah, because, like, the reason why I asked that is, you know, because Maya and I are planning to come and be with the whole Soderbergh clan for Christmas. Are you are you planning on coming down to Mom and Dad's house? Yeah, we're coming down to Mom and Dad's. Okay, yeah, so, because I was going to ask, I'm like, hey, maybe we can ride them if you're able to bring them, or at least one, bring one down. If I, we can fit one of the Forester, but Mando won't fit. Well, I think we know where our priorities are, and I'm really looking forward to riding that bike. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, is as soon as we bought them, like one one fits in the Forester, totally fine, like zero issues. You just can't have another person or a dog in the back. Like you can fit one with stuff. So like yeah. I could go, t I could go take that, go way up north by myself and ride it around if I wanted to. But I, th I thought we could fit two, but with the smaller ones that my friend has, they're way, you know, they're definitely not. They're they don't have any torque, so they can't really go up hills very well. Whereas these, you just go on the throttle and they go boom, right up the hill. Gotcha. Um, 
so as soon as we bought them christine was like act like seriously looking at trucks and stuff and i'm like well maybe we should wait until after winter because since we're going to be riding them like two or three more times before it gets really cold so <laughs> next year depending on what happens with our budget or whatever we might get some cheap truck we can just use for like dump runs and hauling them around or stuff but yeah we'll see yeah, makes sense. It's hard to it's hard to find something up here that's cheap and not rotted out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, I had a little bit of an update for one of my hobbies. So as you mentioned a little bit before, Luke, um, our mom and smallest brother Micah. I say smallest, but he's taller than us. He's taller than taller than you. Is he? T- but is he taller than you though? I think he's the same height as me right now. Because okay. last time I went down, he was this, he was a little bit shorter. Okay, I'd be interested to to know exactly um, if he has indeed grown or not. But I think I think by next year he'll be taller. Yeah. So they visited and uh, we did a whole bunch of crazy cool stuff. Um, we were gonna bring them to the Pittsburgh Classic restaurant and beer place called Ta- the Tavern, the, the Vault. No, the Vault. I was gonna say it's a tavern, not a beer place. It's not a tavern. It's not really a tavern. It's yeah. like like a gastro gastro pub it's like a eatery restaurant okay whatever but anyway however it's a a drinkery (laughs) a place where you drinkery drinks you you dive into the drinks and you delve into them and you enjoy the drinkaroonies enjoy Uh, but uh, I think we've explained before where uh, they have like a whole wall of beer on the wall with taps and you pay per ounce so you don't have to like to buying an eight dollar beer, you it's can just a, uh, can't taste for everything. Beer buffet, a beer buffet. That's a good, good way of putting it. So apparently, the vault closed down because they weren't paying rent to the landlords right. for like half a year. So now they're in like a lawsuit, and they had to give up the spot um, for another place. So I think I don't know if they're going to be in just yet, but um, yeah, they basically got put out of business because they weren't up to date on their payments. Which nice. is very nice, and we were super happy. Um, <laughs> we were so happy about it. Finally, <laughs> that like, great place is gone. Yeah, our favorite place to show people is just completely blunt, dead. Well, you know what that so, means. Your when your favorite place is gone, time to change places. Exactly, we got to find a new <laughs> place to eat at. Um, well, I was gonna say a new place to move. But where? Where would we move to? It's a mystery. You know, Florida. I love hurricanes. My, yeah, my hurricanes are my favorite kind of weather. <laughs> Let's um, leave the snow and go die. <laughs> so yeah, well, where it's, where it's actually dangerous, <laughs> where we can actually die, like literally any <laughs> moment. And if you know, if there's ice, you can probably survive ice. Probably You're fine. Yeah, but yeah. a hurricane, oh, I don't know about that. No stopping that. No. So you just go outside and you're like, hurricane, no. <laughs> Stop it. And it just goes, oh, okay, and it goes back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that worked. So we were trying to find stuff to do with the family um, to take them around, show them the town, because obviously they've, I mean, they've been here before, but, like, there's other stuff to do in Pittsburgh and then just a couple things. So um, Maya took mom up this thing called the incline, which is basically an old trolley that gets dragged up a hill. Um, one of the main cliffs in um, Pittsburgh that overlooks the city. It's like, I, I want to say it's like over 100 years old, um, hmm. this trolley system. So it's like very, you know, historic and ancient. 
um, but also just the you know just a thing to do to overlook the city. Uh, they went out to eat and all that. So at the same time, while they're doing that, uh, Micah and I went to go play airsoft. And uh, the last time I played airsoft was at the very end of July of this year. I think so. you told us about that whole fiasco with airsoft and paintball. I did, yeah. So we did paintball first, and, and then, oh yeah, you have a YouTube channel, right? I do, guys. I have a YouTube channel that's just for paintball and airsoft. Thank you, Luke, for, for checking the affiliate affiliate links below. <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's a brand new project. So I did put out a couple videos on the Netherfire Studios, my main channel, but this other one is very specific for paintball and airsoft. Um, and it's called Ginger Jesus Airsoft. Uh, Ginger spelled with a J, as is Jesus. <laughs> for obvious reasons. <laughs> My name's Jesus. <laughs> My name's Jesus. Oh, I'm from Mississippi, Jesus. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I've I finally edited and uploaded the um, second of two parts from my last airsoft adventure. Um, hmm. You know, I put out put out the first video like a week or two after I had played in July, and then I finally uploaded the second part um, a couple days ago. Nice. Uh, and that was after my gun broke, and I had to use my backup gun. But we're not talking about that time. We're talking about this most previous time. This time. Indeed. So I have not played Airsoft with Micah in probably half a decade, if not more. Probably more. Yeah, because the last time I remember for sure playing was it was me, you, him, and our friend Liam at our house, and we were playing like Trouble in Terrace Town or something like that. I think we played one game, and then we were like, eh, nah. Yeah, then we did like some other random game modes, like, I mean, basically free-for-all, team deathmatch, like 2v2s, but just it was just something to do out in our backwoods, but... Um, I don't think I have never played airsoft with Micah at a field. It's always been local with friends and family. So yep. having this one-on-one -on -one time with him uh, and kind of experience that together was a blast. And he brought his own gun from home. Um, you know, it was an Dang. M. It was a, he brought his M4 that he's had for you know since we all started playing. And he's uh, used it maybe three times. Yeah, <laughs> if that. It's and so, brand, brand new. So I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're going to use this gun. Like, I can give you a LiPo battery so it, like, it'll shoot better and feel better. And then he kind of, like, he, like, he talks to me. He's like, so actually, um, like, is it, is it okay if I just use your gun? <laughs> what? Come on, you got your own gun. I know. I'm not, and, like, honestly, like, I completely feel that. Like, the the submachine gun, the GAT, it's, uh, it's Wait, that he, top one on the left there. The, you want to use the GAT instead of his M4? Yeah. Wow. So I, I don't blame him for it because it's a great gun. You know, I mean, I, it is, but he his gun. I think his... I think he wanted something that was a little smaller and more maneuverable because he didn't want to carry around a heavy gun all day. And he's also really into, like, unique games. Like, not unique games, but, like, unique guns and games and stuff that don't just look like an M4 or mm -hmm. an AK kind of thing. Which is really... It's really funny you say that because, I mean, the, def the gun... GAT is definitely very unique compared to the M4, but you want to take a wild guess what Micah's outfit was for the day, what his camoufla camouflage was? <laughs> um, A black sweatshirt, some sort of pajamas, and sneakers. You're, you're pretty close. He had a brown Carhartt jacket. 
Okay. Uh, he had a a black hat on just to cover his hair, um, and then he put the Carhartt hood over it, so it was like it was all brown. And uh, I gave him um, glasses and a bottom mask, and uh, that worked out pretty must well. Been, he must have been pretty warm. It was. I mean, it was. A, it was like 50, 55 degrees that day. Oh, so that's true. That's true. It was definitely. It was definitely a little hot, especially because you're moving around and you're in the sun, but. Uh, for the rest of his outfit, I told him to bring hiking shoes, and thank goodness he did, because um, mm. it was kind of treacherous terrain. And he wore dad's running pants from the 90s. Wow. <laughs> With pajamas underneath those. What? What the heck? <laughs> but I mean, it was, I mean, he was comfortable, so I don't, I don't blame mm. him for that. But he, it, he, he lives in pajamas, though. That's the thing. Yeah, it was just really funny. I'm like, we're going to play airsoft. We're going to play a you know a fake BB war, and he's like, I'm going to come up with pajamas and running shorts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so okay. So yeah, he uh, he borrowed my gat for the day. Um, thankfully, with uh, with my replacement gun that I got because the other one broke, this one worked totally fine. You know, hmm. no no issues. It shot very well the whole day. Um, you know, everything worked out. I put a scope riser on it, so the red dot sight sits a little higher than it usually does on a typical gun. Mm. Um, so, uh, so I can see that pretty clearly. The only issue I had was with uh, fogging. I had some crazy fog issues because with uh, the goggles, they press against um, the orbital bone around your eyes, so it's full seal, so no BB accidentally comes in and takes out your eyeball permanently. But that gets rid of all airflow, so it just fogs up and gets all gross. Correct. Uh, I mean, it It's it was pretty good for, like, normal fog. The issue was that I would sweat into it, and so it's uh, the sweat coming down into the goggles would, like, make condensation on the edge of it. So even if I, like, wiped it, it would still be very blurry, so that was the main issue mm. there. Um, and Micah's glasses, they were also full seal, but they weren't pressed tightly against his orbital bone. They were kind of, like, sitting on his face with, like, airflow, so he was fine the whole day. That's good. Yeah. It's so. always the worst, like, when you're playing paintball at Airsoft, and you're just fogging up like crazy, and you just can't see anyone, and just, like, blind the entire time. Yeah. You're like, so this is what it's like to have bad vision and not wear your glasses one day. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was, there's times where it really, really sucked. And like, I'm trying to get the drop on an enemy and I'm just like, I can't see. So I'm like, ah. <laughs> he's over there by the tree. The what? Where? Yeah, the tree. The, I don't see a tree. <laughs> one of the rules for the field was if you ever had to like defog yourself, you had to go back to your respawn point. I'm sorry, not even the respawn point. You had to leave the field completely back where the cars were, defog yourself, and then go back out to the field. But I was fogging literally every five minutes after I tried to do my best to clean it. So I'm like, nah, heck? I'm just getting behind a tree, covering my face, bending down and doing it. Shutting my eyes and doing it. Exactly. I'm like, I'm not. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. To be fair, if you're away from the enemy, face down behind a tree with your eyes shut, watching your goggles, you're safer than if you just wear, like, like just glasses. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, but they just uh, want, they just don't they just don't want to get in a lawsuit or anything like that. Yeah, they want to cover their bases to be like make sure they're completely out of danger yep. and everything like that. So I get I get it, but it's just not practical. Um, so 
the the main complaint I have with the field, so it was an outdoor field. The main complaint I have is there is a lot of brush. Um, mm. there, there's a lot of like tall grass and bushes and prickers and stuff like that for the main parts of the field. There were wooded areas and open fields, kind of, sort of. But uh, in terms of like main places that you had to travel between to get to the enemy, there's a lot of paths in between shoulder high or waist high bushes. So mm. a lot of times if uh, there was one place called the stables and there was like, um, it was basically, you know, class. it looked like classic horse stables and there was uh, two tower structures that had a top floor and bottom floor with windows. And in order to approach that, you there was all this like, you know, shoulder high brush that you could walk through. The, the issue is you can't get to the tower because the tower can just kill you anywhere. Mm. So a lot of the main fighting happened in the brush, which is tricky because if you know anything about airsoft, shooting a BB into a blade of grass is not accurate at all, let alone No, it just completely deflects it. So like you just have to spray and pray for like a minute and hope you do something. Yep, yep. And that's how a lot of combats went, unfortunately. So... Mm. Um, but we had like 40 or 50 people which I feel like is a good number the last field I played at which was a very traditional outdoor woods and forest field we had a ton more players we had over 100, 120 players that time but just how the field was set up at that one it didn't balance quite right like you could be behind a tree and cover a good third of the field um, and it was really hard for people to like shoot you if you were behind cover like that with this field that Micah and I went to, there was definitely a lot more flexibility and movement and shooting lanes. And if you killed someone, you can feel free to move up to where they are because it's very unlikely that someone else has a bead on you if you move up. Yep. So mobility yep. was great. But like I said, my issue is that it didn't feel like a good outdoor field, if that makes sense. It's definitely hit or miss fields. It also depends on what kind of budget they have or what kind of structures they have, and mm-hmm. when they're actually able to modify stuff at the at the grounds. So, yeah, sometimes people just put a fence up and it's like, "Here's the field. Good luck." It's like, <laughs> "What is this?" I'd be so angry if that was the case. Yeah. Um, I get if you're if it's that kind of thing where you know, at our parents' backwoods where we had a whole setup where we had random pallets and hay bales and stuff set up between trees and whatnot. That's fine, because at most, you're playing with eight people, at the yep. very most. So having that kind of ragtag, very loose, open field like that is fine. But once you start getting into like a business, you definitely have to consider the mobility around your field. Yeah, and like the, the what are their hot zones, and is there areas that are overpowered, or where do, where do people tend to go to? And then if they're all going to this one specific location, make it bad so they go somewhere else so you can kind of spread people out and explore the map instead of huddling around one area. Yeah, for sure. Um, so me and Micah, I think we played four games. We left kind of early. We left at like 4.30 in the afternoon um, just because like we were tired and you know it was kind of a long drive back home. It took us like an hour, hour and ten minutes to get up there. Oh, wow. So it's a little bit of a hike, but definitely, definitely worth the drive. Um, but anyway, so we left a little early. But we did play a couple games. Um, the most fun, fun one, in my opinion, is uh, so 
for the games previous, there was a red team and a blue team, and obviously it would be objective-based. For one of the games, there was a unmarked team that didn't have any team colors, and it was who, everyone that was red and blue worked together as one giant team. So it was literally, like, I think 40 versus 7 people. And the 7 people had a highly fortified area to defend, and they couldn't move out. I think uh, their limit, they couldn't move more than 50 feet from that structure. So they could definitely, oh, it's like... like um attacking the uh, King of the Hill? Kind of, but it's like a stationary hill. Like, we're like, but, like, it wasn't... We, we d As the big team, we didn't have to capture the spot. Um, we... So, okay, so the small team, the team of seven or eight, I, it, was, it was below ten for sure. Um, Single digit. Yeah. So they had three lives technically, and if you died, you could get revived by a teammate. Hmm. And as the attackers, which would be the majority of the rest of the people, we had unlimited lives, but obviously we had to go back to our respawn point, which was a little far from where the defenders were held up. So there's kind of a little bit of balance where the defenders would eventually crumble, but it was just a matter of time. And it'd be fun on both ends, because like, you could rush in you know, you know you have numbers, so you don't have to, like, strategically move up or anything. You can just rush, do the best you can. And as a defender with small numbers, you're playing a lot more tactically and working mm -hmm. together as a team. So I think that was that was a lot of fun for everybody involved. Um, and uh, I, I just want to mention one really quick cool moment uh, that I experienced, and then we can move on to a different subject if you'd like, um, because I, I want to save some stuff for the video when I eventually edit that and put it out um but spoilers <laughs> yeah no i cannot share all good Spoiler. moments because because then like why would you watch the video if i just explain yeah exactly everything? so you heard them guys kids are tell you the story so you don't have to watch the video <laughs> yes but please watch <laughs> anyway like and like and subscribe i need your i need your love i need your attention <laughs> click the ring the bell and do the ding do the ding dong and then i will make more videos for you <laughs> hopefully so um, there was a point in time where there was a guy with, it was technically a light machine gun, but it looked like an M4. It was a really weird classification thing that he had. Uh, but he was in like a gray, like a small gray building, and he was just destroying everyone. I tried two times to get up to him, and he just destroyed me. So I pulled another guy aside, one of my teammates with me. I'm like, hey. I don't know if this is going to work or not, but instead of just trying to like sneak up toward him and get through the brush to get him, let's go around the outside of the map because we can go anywhere we want. So let's like cut through like, you know, literally 10, 15 foot tall brush and carve our own path around the outside because they can't see us and we can't see them, but we can loop around behind them. So we took 10 or 15 minutes just blazing a trail literally where only bunny rabbits had been and ticks <laughs> yeah and so we're like like i literally was like carrying my gun above my head because i'm just like trying to push through all this like dense undergrowth and everything um and eventually we made it around a little bit and we're trying to find an exit to pop back out into the field um and so <laughs> we we got we got the guy we let other teammates from the other side push up we, we took the building, like, we're huddled around the outside of the building, but apparently there's one more guy in inside, and nobody had grenades. So I, I think eventually we got him, but we lost two people in the process. 
and uh, I don't know exactly if my flank with the guy worked out or not, but it was just really cool where I'm like, hey, do you want to sneak around the outside? And immediately he's like, yeah, let's do it. And so we were like, <laughs> we were like being all tactical, like trying to like, trying to be sneaky, but going through brushes quite loud sometimes. Yeah, and you just crunch, crunch, crunch. People are like, what's that sound? <laughs> Two guys. <laughs> Wasn't us. <laughs> Nobody here but us deer. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunny rabbit, hoppity hoppity. <laughs> so that was that was really cool, and I know Micah had a blast too because he was talking about it a lot, even when he got back. When well, when we got back and reconnected with mom and Maya. I mean, so. he's always liked that kind of stuff, but he doesn't have anyone else to go with him. Yeah, he's uh, he has one of his friends, Kieran, um, who um, actually. So Kieran went out to an airsoft store. Um, in Connecticut and Micah went with him and Micah was just like I might as well buy something airsoft related while I'm here so Micah got himself a red dot sight nice and I think it was, it was a more expensive one than I had and I'm like what so I'm like he has uh, I'll try to see if he can send me a picture of it but he got a sight riser for his M4 too which he didn't even use the M4 during the day anyway so. I think he wants to modify his gun a little bit so that he can be like yeah this is mine now yeah, I mean, it definitely looked really, really cool, but I think he just needs to, like, commit to playing with it. You know, he should have played with it when we... Um, yeah, I think he just needs to go with Kieran at some point, because I know Kieran plays a little bit. Yeah. But he just needs to find time to go and either ride with someone or something. Mm -hmm. But we had a blast. It was a lot of fun. I'm definitely looking forward to going back. Um, and thankfully, at this field... Um, they have games Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's not just one day what? a week, like the first place that I played at in Dang. July, where it's one Sunday a month for a special event, you know, where I have to take time off work. With this other field, it's quite a bit of a drive away, but at least it's more flexible. That's how the field is, is here. We haven't been to it yet. We, I don't think we will this year, but uh, they play on Saturdays and Sundays, so like, Saturday is more kind of casual, just kind of hang out, you know, team deathmatch and that kind of stuff. And then Sundays is when they do like their tactical day of like, you know, different kinds of operations and stuff like that. Yeah. But I haven't I been mean, to it yet. I wanted to go to it this year, but we've been so busy on weekends. And then like when we did have weekends off, we would go mountain biking and stuff because we felt like we had to go out and about in mm -hmm. that realm. But in reality, we could have gone, played airsoft. It just didn't come to mind because I was. Mountain biking is that thing, the new thing where we haven't done it in so long and we really, really enjoy it. We're just like kind of hooked on that for this this past summer. But next I, year is definitely like I want to play airsoft a little bit. And, and you definitely still can. I mean, the year's not done yet. The best I mean, time to play airsoft is when it's cold. This week, yeah, well, like fall time. This well, this weekend we can't. The following weekend is we're going to a work party and then a Halloween party. Um, the next weekend is Halloween weekend, so maybe. And after that, it starts getting real cold. They probably have a cool zombie event on Halloween. Probably. I could ask. Yeah, they pr they'll probably have like a listing for it, like an advertisement where it's like, ooh, zombies yeah, I, and whatever. <laughs> I follow them on Facebook, so sometimes if their stuff pops up, I read it. Mm -hmm. But They might. That'll be kind of cool. I would, but that's been my adventure and a little bit of a taste of what Mike and I experienced. Ooh. 
It looks, t- um, looks tired. What's tired? I am tired. I had a full day and I got home and I was relaxing, watching a show, and then you're like, podcast! I'm like, oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie! <laughs> yeah, because this week we, um, uh, 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 Christine's grandparents on her mom's side came up. They went to an RV, RV park, so we went out to dinner with them on Monday and we stayed out late with them. And then on Wednesday, yesterday, we went with her other grandparents out to dinner and with them for a while. So two of the nights this week, we haven't really been home that much. Yeah, I get that. And then when, now you have time to yourself and everything. And then, like you said, I text you and you're like, oh, shoot. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Turn on the computer, update everything. <laughs> More responsibilities. Um, yeah. and, then, and then tomorrow, um, as we head out for our anniversary weekend way up north, the cool little, Ooh. this little cabin, cabin area in the mountains. It's gonna be You're, fun. Hey, one year anniversary for you guys. Crazy, coming up on Monday. That's pretty cool. Even at work today, um, it was me, Mario, who's my coworker, and then our supervisor, Doug, and he's like a you know bigger guy, tall, like six foot, whatever, big guy. Mm-hmm. And he was like, cause, cause. Mario's girlfriend's uh, birthday is on Friday, so they're going way up to Maine, like Canada, Maine, for four days. So he's like, "Yeah, Nozzle Rings is gonna be pretty quiet on Monday, cause somebody's got an anniversary." And he just looks at me and just like, "Oh, kind of thing." <laughs> I'm like, "Hey, it's it's a special one year." He's like, "Oh, I'm making it sound like it's not gonna be very often." I'm like, it's one year. Year two, year three is like it's like you know year two, year three, but like year one's like special. Like, oh, it's been a year like a whole cycle of the earth or whatever or cycle of the moon whatever the thing is <laughs> you know, the one trip around the sun <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> but you know it's a, it's the one year anniversary of everything is like i don't know it just feels like it's like kind of more exciting i guess than the third year or it's like a like an odd year kind of thing where it's like wow it's my seventh year anniversary it's like a pinnacle number like one five ten fifteen twenty yeah thing yeah, it's like, I mean, not saying that it's any more or less special than, like, the 37th anniversary. Exactly. Yeah. But, but just because it's, like, it's, like, the first, like, it's the primary one. Because, exactly. um, like, for this year, me and Maya's anniversary, which is coming up in less than a month, it's going to be our, th- our three-year anniversary, which is crazy. I can't believe we've been married for three, almost three years at this point. Um, but we're going on a cruise that is going down uh, around the, the Mexico area, around all the islands and everything. Um, and so that's definitely the most expensive trip that we're going on since we've well, been together. Also, your honeymoon was, like, almost free. Yeah, that's true. And, like, the wedding itself, too. So it all evens out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know what? Now we're going to spend the money and do something. Yeah. And uh, so we got a lot of, like, different packages, like, uh, uh, there was, like, a, se- a Segway thing I think we're doing. We're going on a on a special beach. There's, you know, unlimited drinks, unlimited food, day or mm-hmm. night. So definitely, um, you know, very, very special that way. That's how Christine and I's honeymoon was, where, like, they had all the stuff on a resort, and there was a lot of stuff to do. So, like, the... Because they had a whole bunch of like bonus activities you could do and pay for them and stuff, but we didn't want to spend you know an additional thousand dollars and doing all the extra bonus bonus activities where we could keep ourselves occupied at the resort. But the one thing I really wanted to do 
was do the land and sea tour um so we could go through the um the cities and go through the mountainsides and all that kind of stuff going on a tour and then we hop on a boat and then we cruise all the way around the island to get back to the resort you know you know mm. fill us in on like the history and certain areas and food and all that kind of stuff so i was like we're going to a new country I want to experience the culture a bit. And boy, let me tell you, that was some of the best $500 I've ever spent on something. <laughs> it was such a fun time. So, so much fun. But yeah, I definitely get like those expensive, like those expensive, all things included trips are some sometimes the best because it feels like you're like powerful and rich and popular because you can just walk up and be like, I want that drink or like, I want that for, I want to eat that. Hey, can you take this? It's like, feel, feel a, I feel like a millionaire. <laughs> excuse me, Linus. I would like another excuse, one of my usuals. Excuse me. Give me another. You give me another pint, won't you? And uh, find one of those uh, pizzas that you got over there. Thank the most you. expensive free drink that you have. <laughs> the most expensive water. <laughs> With all of the fruits. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be fruity, just like my attitude. <laughs> and my soul. <laughs> I am inside a pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> all the crawl up all the way inside it and your hair is like the little stem and you're like <laughs> that is how far deep I want to be into my drink <laughs> my spirit animal's a pineapple <laughs> so but yeah it's gonna be a fun time to say the least it's definitely you know doing that kind of thing for multiple days so you can just kind of chill and enjoy mm-hmm. uh, speaking of um, relationships and you know spending or not spending anniversaries together um what do you think about the whole try guys thing that's happening we're not talking about this on the podcast he's done whatever bye-bye okay okay that's quick <laughs> not as bad as ryan haywood but still really bad yeah so anyway so if you want to listen to that you, you know listen to the try guys talk about oh no situation anyway <laughs> moving on doesn't affect um, my life well, it does because of YouTube. But to be fair, he's my, he was my least favorite character on the Try Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everybody's. Yeah. So. He he uh, he just had a appearance on one of my favorite Magic the Gathering shows, uh, where it's like a gameplay channel where they play like, a- after the fact or before. Before it was like two or three weeks before everything happened. Uh, I'm like, whoop! Well, that's uh, that's bad timing, and like, you know. We said we weren't going to talk about it, but here we are talking about it. Well, uh, we can stop talking about it because I really don't care. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so <laughs> it's like we... the queen dying. Where are the memes? Where are the memes? <laughs> <laughs> so moving on from that, we can talk about something that's uh, that's been a long time coming. This is something we should have talked about many episodes ago, but I think we're at a good point now when we can act. There's enough substance we can actually dig into it. And really oh, get down to I the know. Nuts and hold, bolts. On, hold on, hold on. What? How, how far are we in the podcast? Okay, we're good. We got we're 40 minutes. Oh, yeah, we got time. So, um, there are two fantasy shows out right now. One Harry being- Potter, Star Wars, uh, Star Trek, Lord of the Rings, um, um, J- the, uh, Barney. There is a Barney show out. There, <laughs> I the- know. I want to see it. It's coming out on Peacock. We don't have Peacock. We have Emphasis Peacock. On the cock. Oh, boy. Said, em- Emphasis on the P. <laughs> <laughs> P. Yeah, I, I, I saw a trailer for that the other day and I'm like that's actually kind of interesting like the rise to fame and how it blew up and all the like crazy conspiracy theories and stuff oof I love documentaries we're in the middle of the Dahmer one right now yeah 
super the, the, weird. The, the, the realistic one where it's like actually acted out and everything is that yeah that one? the one yeah because we saw that there's an actual actual documentary on netflix um but we're, we want to watch the actual thing although we're still in the middle of breaking bad and christine's like i want to watch something more creepy and weird i'm like breaking bad yeah, there's definitely Drugs? like yeah, <laughs> blood, people blowing up and getting shot and whatevers and whatevers. Donde estas las drogas? Yeah, uh, but, pollos humanos. But uh, going back to the you know the, Lord medi- of the, Rings. the medievals type stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, there's Game of Thrones, which is pretty good. Terrible. I really like it. Not good. No, I mean it's it's fine. It's great. It's not. Yeah. The, I mean it's not the best, but I mean I'm enjoying it. Um, anyway, but we're not here to talk about that. We're ta- talking about the better of the two fantasy shows that came out probably around, like, it was, like, within one week of each other they came out. It is Rings of Power. And if you don't know what Rings of Power is, I'm sorry, we're not friends anymore. Yeah, if uh, if you don't know anything about Tolkien or his work or The Lord of the Rings, then we just we just don't have anything in common. Sorry. Sorry. Nice try. Big sad. Next time. <laughs> Maybe next time. Try again next life. <laughs> reincarnate, reincarnate yourself as someone who's good. <laughs> so, look, did you want to talk a little bit about, like, the background of the show? Like, where does it take place? Who who, who do we see? What's the main storyline well, to start it, off? It, I mean, I can go a little bit in the background of when it takes place. Um, there's still a lot of questions that we all have about like where it's leading and who's who and where's where and all that kind of stuff but it's it takes place what maybe three two thousand three thousand years before fellowship of the ring where it's the second age i want to say of middle earth yep where there's still numenors there's still um the great great ancestors of the hobbits and gondor's kind of gathering its first colonization and all that kind of stuff as well as the initial start of uh, the followers of Sauron um, with the orcs and the dark elf and all that kind of stuff. So it's giving us a backstory of some main characters like Durin, Elrond, uh, Galadriel, uh, Isildur, um, Elendil. Elendil, and the dude that looks exactly like Aragorn. What's his face? Halbrand. Halbrand. No joke. Like That's Viggo Morgenstern's Son? Sure, because it looks like him. Like <laughs> the first time he popped on screen when he has hair dry out of the ocean, I'm like, no way, that's straight up Aragorn right now. Christine's like, I know, it's weird. I think that's the vibe they were going for. Oh yeah, and they nailed it. I definitely think that this show has encapsulated Lord of the Rings way better than The Hobbit ever has or did. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, stretching out like a. I think the Hobbit was like 160 pages long, I want to say. So, and extending that into three, three and a half hour movies, it's quite tricky. Um, oh, yeah. So, now with Rings of Power, where, okay, so this is something that I have a hard problem with because the Tolkien estate, which owns all the rights to anything Lord of the Rings, if you want to make anything Lord of the Rings related, you got to go through the family first. It's like in The which Godfather. Is, it's kind of cool, though. Got to go through the family to get permission. Right. So the issue is that the estate only gave, you know, the Amazon producers license to use information from the Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit, and the appendices to the Lord of the Rings. So, like, the after the fact 
in the back of the book, you know, explanations and further stories to help clarify certain stuff. They only give them permission to use those little tidbits at the end of the book. Kind so of like, they, they weren't allowed to use like the Cimmerillion and all that kind of stuff? Nope. The state said you can't use Cimmerillion because uh, the appendices don't mention anything that happens with Sauron's boss, Melkor. They mention like the name, but any events, uh, characters, battles, or cities, it's all in the Cimmerillion book which the state did not give them access. So they felt like if they gave them access to that book, they would have gone way above and beyond what they wanted them to have. They would have been more faithful to oh. the source material and not have, I mean, we're, we can talk about this, but Gladriel would not have been a semi-poopy character to start off. We would see, I think, honestly, the, the story would not be in the current time period. It would have been about Melkor and the original battle of good and evil so that would have been another two thousand years because that's isn't that the battle that she's mentioning all the time in the in this in the show so far yeah and like in like the basic oh, intro of the show where it's got like the stack of I'm helmets sorry. i have to go talk to christine about this because we're confused after let her know okay because she's gonna probably be like oh that makes so much more sense now or i can just have her listen to the podcast that, uh, like and subscribe share with share hold with on, your friends on. i'll let her know at what time all right 45 minutes okay yeah approximately 45 yeah so so we definitely like we definitely would have seen that story rather than the one we're currently in because who doesn't want to see okay okay imagine a it's chariot. like star wars it's like star wars it's like we want to see the beginning <laughs> yeah so okay so so imagine this imagine a chariot you have horses and you have the men riding behind with like a spear or something like that, you know, whipping the horses through battle. Imagine that same thing, but the horses are dragons and the men are Balrogs. Bro. That's what we could have had if the estate didn't close their grubby little fist. Yeah, they're like, you can have some of it. Just enough to pay our bills. Here you go. Yeah, here, you work on second age stuff, but you know, we're not going to give you the whole amount. So Amazon was not, like, all right, I, I guess we'll do what we can with the show. And so that's why there's a lot of liberties with certain progress of events and stuff like that with like Numenor and interactions between Galadriel and uh, Numenor and all that kind of stuff. To be fair, though, I'm just glad we have a precursor to a series and not always like an after the fact show. Yeah, because we've been waiting so long for something that's like way back before something else, like the actual thing began or whatever, whether it be for any other series. Mm -hmm. So I'm just really glad to see, like, you know, those stories you were told, you, you heard from the books and, and those names you saw in the movies and all that kind of stuff. And I see those characters and what, they, what they've been through and all that kind of stuff thousands of years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, but, you know, in, uh, in the Lord of the Rings movies... The, we only have a small hint of what Numenor was like. We know that they teamed up with the elves to fight the last battle against Sauron, and then, you know, Isildur cuts off the ring and then gets corrupted by it and loses it, and then Smeagol finds it, and then the Lord of the Rings story happens. But with That's this it. with this precursor story, we're like, oh, Isildur was just a boy, basically. He was, like, in his early 20s. He was trying to live up to the high standards of his father and try to make it in the army and everything like that. A very flawed individual, but just trying to make his way through life. So it's kind of seeing the origin of that. Also, same thing with Galadriel, where 
in the Lord of the Rings movies, Galadriel's very wise, very slow. She can like see through time and communicate with people across space and, you know, tell the future and stuff like that. Whereas in this show, I gotta say, it's not great. She's impulsive. Um, she's arrogant. She is, she's headstrong in the case of like, she knows the goals that she wants to get to and she's not gonna let anything stop her, but she makes some really stupid decisions all the time. And I think she's getting better as a character, but she ha she has been on the least favorite of my characters for the show so far. Really? Yeah, for sure. It's just, I don't know. Th I can see her being, like, quick to action. Because she's like, yeah. I mean, I kind of get that, to be fair. But I feel like at some point, it's like, even in the, what was it, two episodes when the Dark Elf was with her in that. Spoilers if you haven't seen it. Um, don't pause it or skip ahead um it's like when she had that discussion with the dark elf inside the barn when he was tied up and stuff and he was like talking to her and whatnot and then like something clicks in her head and after that she changed quite a bit as her personality yeah so maybe but, that's like the, yeah. that maybe that's the first stepping stone of her like clicking and being like okay changing a little bit like you know her slowly becoming the gladriel we know from the lord of the rings movies yeah so, I, the, one of the main misdirects... Because, to be fair, she could have been a pretty reckless, strong, just gung-ho elf, and then over time she, like, matured over those, you know, thousand years or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I, I do want I do want to say real quick, um, one of the misdirects of the show was that that dark elf is, you know, by by name, one of the first Urukai. One, one of the first um, quote-unquote orcs that was made by Melkor, you know, thousands of years before that, where it was an elf that was twisted and corrupted and perverted into a source of evil. And so, um, you know, having him be a misdirect, and, like, a lot of fans of the show thought he was Sauron, but, like, they never said it was. Like, his name in the show is Adar, which means father. So you're like, oh... He's the father of the orcs, therefore he must be Sauron. But there See, was like, I, I thought that too for the maybe the first fifteen minutes he was on screen, and I'm like, this can't be Sauron. He's, it can't be him. Yeah, and I, kn I know who Sauron is. We, we won't say it because Maya doesn't believe me. She says you don't know who Sauron is. You thought it was the elf the whole time, and I'm like, no, I, know, I know who he is, and we're not gonna say who because you know. Reasons. I have my, I have my speculation of who it might be. Yeah. I mean, and I think so too. I'm fairly confident. Some people are saying that um, the stranger that fell from the sky that the hobbits picked up—that's Gandalf. A hundred percent. That's Gandalf. And you know, the wise old man of of tales from our ancestors, and there's this big wizard that shows up at all of our festivals and parties, and then we love him so much. Oh, he sets off fireworks, and you know, he played with fireflies and made fireflies and trees and the Ents. It's Gandalf. It's as 100%. soon as he landed, as soon as he landed, I'm like, it's Gandalf because he's a spiritual being. He's like, you know, a god or whatever, mystical wizard or whatever. Lands, loses a lot of his powers, and he has to grow a little bit to get the, some of those powers back. Well, I think he has all of his power. He's just trying to connect in, back to it. In the spiritual realm, they have they're way stronger. Uh, I did I saw research and saw videos and stuff in the spiritual mm -hmm. realm of the of the hierarchy or whatever. Him as like that 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 spiritual being he has like this crazy 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 amount of power but once he takes on like a human form he loses a lot of it but granted he still has a ton of power 
yeah. but it's not his 100% potential. Right, yeah. I can see Which that. Which is why he's like kind of like doing things and he's connecting all the dots and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's why, that's why, uh, like, when you put on the one ring, that's why Sauron can see you, like, across space and time. Not only because, like, his life force is connected to the ring, but also you enter the spirit realm. And so Sauron's spirit power can see you more clearly. Same thing with the ring wraiths. Like, the ring wraiths, they show up in their full ghostly white form and can interact with you a lot better um, once you put on the ring than if you're just, like, this physical form with, like, the hood and the sword. Um so, yeah, I, no, I completely get that. I didn't even think about that for Gandalf. Um, but seeing him kind of, like, explore the world and, you know, he's got this, like, this tricky relationship with uh, the Har- the Harfoots, which are the, you know, the ancestors to the hobbits, because he's, like, burning things down. He's, like, causing mm-hmm. trees to fall on top of people, but he's also, like, helping the family on their journey and carrying their cart and making fruit grow and everything. So yep. it's definitely tricky. So I think that story is a little bit interesting to me. I think that's number two for me. The most interesting one is definitely definitely between Elrond and Durin. Dude, for real, I love that friendship so much because it just reminds me of Gimli and Legolas. Yes, I think that's what I they're going for. They're like, yeah, like, I love like binding for the Mithril and in the stubbornness of his father and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Like, granted, like I like all the timelines to be honest. Um, so like when it cuts to something else, I'm like oh boy what's next because like when you have a show and you're like it cuts to someone else's timeline you're like oh man not this one it's like but Halo is like why are we still watching this (laughs) (laughs) but like you know like when you watch a show and it goes to someone else's storyline and you're like "Eh, this isn't my favorite but I'll you know watch it to obviously I'll obviously I'll watch it to you know get the story but like with with Rings of Power it cuts to someone else I'm like oh what's gonna happen I'm just on, like, a, on, on one of the episodes it was like the battle episode it was like just that one storyline for basically the whole thing was that with, the one where um they finally set off the trenches with fire and water and it go boom yeah I love that episode so much and it goes me too and the map it was, it was the episode before where the map like spins and turns and it goes to the Southlands and it comes out and you're it's like Mordor I'm like no, because I thought the Southlands was going to be the mountain stretch below Minas Tirith. Yeah, when, that's, uh, I, that's what I thought too. That's what I thought. I'm like, yeah, dude, we're on the same page. And then once it comes out and it's like there, I'm like, Chris and I looked at each other. And we're like, we were pogging all hardcore. We're like, the entire time, like, this is insane. And then when Mount Doom goes off, I'm like, no way. She's like, the birth of Mount Doom. I'm like, no freaking way. Like, this show has blown my mind, like, at least five times. And then the episode after that, which is the mo- at this, the time of recording, the most recent one, it ends with um with uh, Durin's dad, the Dwarf King. He, like, he doesn't even care about the L, so he just... Oh, yeah. He, t- 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 <laughs> he takes the healed leaf, throws it down the mine shaft, it goes past all the mithril, it lands on the ground, and then burns up. And then it cuts to like this like writhing mass of shadow. And I'm like, <gasps> Balrog, Balrog. Shadow. So good. So oh, I good. love it. Every time you're like, yes. yes. <laughs> I think that that's one thing that Lord of the Rings across the decades has shown. Whereas like there's these epic, awesome moments that you cannot deny are super cool. And they so just good. nail them. I'm, I feel bad for the people that think Lord of the Rings is slow. It's like, one, you probably didn't grow up on it, and two, you probably don't like movies. 
Correct. Correct. People who like Lord of the Rings like movies. If you don't like Lord of the Rings, you're just in it for the fun. I have a friend at work where her favorite like series, show, TV, anything TV related of all time is Lord of the Rings, and I think that's a giant green flag. You know, that's uh, that's poggers. Poggers, champ. Yeah. If your favorite show is like, <laughs> ugh, like freaking, what is it called? Um, uh, pfft. Friends. No, with the uh, the medical show. Office. Medical Scrubs? show. Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. If your favorite show is Grey's Anatomy, I'm sorry, you're a NPC. It's the same thing for 25 seasons. Like, yes, he dies. You you date this person. You have sex with that person. Conflict, drama. This person dies. You job hire. Ooh, record on repeat. I'm like, yeah, watch the first five seasons. You're good. You get the rest of the show. I think some people are going to get mad at that, but that's okay because it's our podcast. It's our podcast. If you have something to say, join the podcast. Exactly. Make a list. Be like, here are my grievances. Let me air out my grievances. Let's start riot. (laughs) (laughs) I I do want to have Maya and Christine back on and purely talk about their problems with things that we've said about TV shows and other stuff. I haven't really said too much bad things. I mean, yeah, I mean, Grey's Anatomy stinks. I shouldn't say stinks, but... When it's the same show, I'm I'm not going to get into it, but when it's the same show... Just stop. Okay, well, I, I do want to be I do want to be a little bit fair because I've I've seen a handful of like clips and stuff as, as I'm walking yeah. in and out of the room with Maya. Me too. But, but like I've actually I've sat down and I've watched a couple episodes with her. It's not bad. It's not. But a for bad like show. twenty seasons though, it's like come on, like we get it. Come on. Yeah, like it's it's not bad. Stop. I'll, there's, I'll, there's, I'll watch it with Maya. Like it's fine. The characters have cycled through, I think, three times, except for the main character, Gray herself. Like, yeah, when you you cycle through characters that many times, it's like Walking Dead. It's like stop, stop, just stop. You're not you're not listening. Stop. <laughs> you're done. You're done, son. Well, what's super interesting about I just want to talk really briefly about the Game of Thrones show. Um, House of Dragons I is is that I hate it because that's all my YouTube ads are when it comes to entertainment. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean they're trying to sell the show, so yeah, it's not working. <laughs> no. So, so with that show, is there? I mean, classic Game of Thrones. There's a lot of characters, but it mainly follows the same family over the course of thirty years so far. I mean, we still, I think we have two episodes left of the season, but it literally starts where like the main character Rhaenyra is like. 15, 16 years old, and then at a certain point in the season, it totally switches to a different actress. Like, like same character, different actress, because, you know, she's grown up 10 years. And then there's, like, kids in the show that are 10, 11 years old that grew up into 25-year-olds. And Mm -hmm. so, in the course of the story changing, there's, like, different actors and actresses that come in, but it's all the same characters. So it's not like you're following, like, 17 different families across three continents and there's people dying and coming in and coming out it's like it's this basically the same people but through a couple decades of time um, and they tell True. they tell they tell the story in a really really good way but this is not the game of thrones podcast this is the lord of the rings podcast this is not the game of thrones podcast what are some problems you have with rings of power if i could ask 
I don't really have any big problems with it per se. I just think that initially the whole Hobbit um, storyline was very slow in the beginning. It never really caught me until Gandalf appeared. Yeah. Like, okay, this is this is going somewhere now. Um, there was something. Oh. Um, the one thing I find a little bit forced, which they don't need to do, they could have done it in a much better way that makes way more sense, is that why does every single couple, one of the partners is one race or another every single time? I I don't know if that's too much of an issue. Well, not an issue, but something that I'm like... You're like, you're why, did, like why does that have to be? like Every the... single couple. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like they could have done that much better. And, Everyone. Like, and especially because, like, with, uh, you know, with a lot of the characters, they're not, like, from the lore. Like, they're, you know, like, made-up characters that kind of have their own backstories and purposes in the show that the creators are like, okay, we're going to tell this kind of story. Like, for example, um, the whole Southlands slash Mordor storyline going on. They're like, okay, it's literally all new characters. We've not heard of anybody before. Um, you know, least of all telling the story of, like, the origins of Sauron and Mordor and everything like that. So they had a completely free reign to do whatever they wanted. Um, and it certainly wasn't a case, I mean, I want to talk about it very briefly. It's certainly not a case where in Halo, where in the games, there's very strong and powerful um, male, female, black, yeah. Hispanic characters that are pivotal to the storyline. But yeah. in, in the show, for for no reason other than seemingly wokeness, they completely race swapped characters. For for no reason. Yeah, I think I think one of the main problems I have with the show is you always say you don't like Gladriel. Yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of want to keep coming back to that because there's just so many like stupid decisions that happen from her. Well, you gotta think she's got two thousand years before she's the Gladriel in Fellowship of the Ring. Right, but like. But like I like have it be the same basic Galadriel. Don't have it be someone who makes stupid decisions for no reason. Like literally, she's about to enter the Undying Lands, and then oh, she and she's like, and then she jumps off the boat. She's like, Yeet, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> I'm like, you're gonna kill yourself? Like literally, you have what the heck? Why'd you go begin with? And, I, and, like I was forced to go with my brothers and sister elves. And then, like, two seconds away, I'm like, nah. And, uh, uh, and uh, with a lot of shows that are um, that are prequels, if you have the same characters appear in them, there's no stakes for if they're in danger or not. Because, obviously, Galadriel survives until Lord of the Rings. Elrond survives until Lord of the Rings. Yep, Sildur and Lendil survive until the... Elrond, yeah. Basically, yeah. Sauron. Everybody. So, like, any, any supposed danger that they're in, it just doesn't matter. Because we know they, that they live. Yeah. Um and there's no sense of like being injured or having a limb chopped off because it's like, but they don't have those in the other show. Yep. So, um, that, that, that's, that's one of the issues I have is like, there's the safety bubble, this plot armor that a lot of characters have when they can do literally anything they want. Nobody can touch them. They can just twerk like she Hulk and they'll be okay. <laughs> I, I, Gladriel I, I, starts to start busting a move on Isidore. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, first of all, that's like, I think that's like, you know, she's like a couple thousand years old and he's like 22. <laughs> Poor guy. 
<laughs> that's like, I mean, that's an extreme cougar level. Extreme, like, like, I don't know. What would you be called? Know. Um, a mountain goat. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I like, I, I really enjoy Rings of Power. Um, I know a lot of people didn't like the direction it was going in the early episodes, and a lot of people oh. had complaints. But I don't, I don't really understand why people are complaining. Um, I liked it from the beginning. Yeah, no, me too. And like, I, I came at it with like an open mind. I'm like, obviously, it's not going to be the Lord of the Rings movies. It's going to be its own unique thing with new characters. We were just hoping, like, if it's better than The Hobbit, we're good. Yeah, and it definitely is, in oh, my yeah. opinion. I, I, the Hobbit has a lot of high points. Um, there are some moments which are just pointless in the movies. They should have um, just made two instead of three. Mm-hmm. They should have cut yeah. out a lot of stuff, but I get from a production standpoint, the the companies involved were like, no, you have to make three movies because money. Um, and Rings of Power is like that too. I mean, it's the most expensive TV program ever made by a long shot. So, mm-hmm. but it's not just money that matters. It's being faithful to the source material. And, and Caleb, I, yeah, you made Rings of Power because you're Amazon. I contributed. I I helped make the money that was the money. Thank you. You and Jeff Bezos. Yeah, we're like we're like we're like this, man. We're like we're we're like two peas in a pod. I love that bald guy. Yeah, I rub his little bald head, he keeps the money. <laughs> uh, woohoo, the money comes out. Hey, thanks guys. Uh, <laughs> shiny, shiny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, man. but uh, but you know, I do my part. I just I just try to, you know, support my family and you know, try to try to build a life one day at a time. But if if my hard work and labor helps support an amazing TV show, I'll gladly do that. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. So I think uh, if you could give Rings of Power a score out of 10, what would you give it? Oh. As of right now, I'll give it like an eight and a half. Mm-hmm. I'd say... Once the show ends, I'll probably change that a little bit depending on how it ends. Because usually an, the ending of a show really can alter how the show is. Mm-hmm. Although I think they're doing two seasons, maybe three, I think let, I heard. Let me fact check you real quick. I, I heard something up. like that. Because I don't know how many episodes are left. I think it's... Mm, so you know so okay here's how many seasons are guaranteed if you could guess a number how many guaranteed seasons do you think they'll have Inclu- including this one yeah three no four four, four. five let's go five guaranteed don't... seasons jeez say I knew it was a lot so there's a lot of story to tell still. Um, hopefully we see some stuff that is in the appendices that are like historical things, like you know more Numenor stuff in Middle Earth. Um, you know, or if it, or if it will like, um, what's it called? Like this story will progress for like two seasons or whatever, and then it'll jump ahead a little bit more to something else. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. could very well be the case because they can still have all the same characters pretty much, aside from you know humans because they'll probably be dead i mean the show's called rings of power so it's definitely building to sauron's creation of the rings themselves of the ring and the nine rings of men and stuff like that yeah and like the elves and the dwarves and everything like that 
So uh, they, they, they have a lot of to fill in. Right, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, they can tell with, like, how do the men get their rings? Who are the nine kings of men? Obviously, it's not Isildur or Elendil because they're the ones who fight with the free peoples to defeat Sauron. So a lot of people are saying Halbrand, that that random that guy that looks like Aragorn, mm. that, ra- that random guy, because he's a king and he's the king of the Southlands, quote unquote, you know, the promised king to come or whatever. People are saying he's going to be the witch king eventually, or he's going to inherit Sauron's number one spot. And become, like, a corrupted king and, like, as a man, actually team up with Sauron and change sides. And then there's going to be this whole process of him turning into the Witch King, being corrupted by this, you know, one of the rings for men, and then turning into the actual Nazgul. I want to see that. That's not a bad theory. Because he said, like, he's done stuff in his past and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, he's got a dark side for sure. Yeah, and he's like, I'm, you know, he's like, I'm trying to do better. I'm just trying to, like, you know, make my own way in life, kind of be alone. I don't want to be a king. I want to leave all that behind me. But then, you know, he gets, technically, he does get pressured into accepting the kingship again and taking his place among his people. But his people are basically from Mordor. So that's a hint of, like, what if he takes this power too seriously and kind of warps Yeah, manipulates it, it a little bit. Yeah, so if if they go mm. that direction with the the rest of the seasons, I think that'd be pretty cool to see. That would be pretty cool to see. Yeah, hmm. we just gotta wait and see. You guys gotta wait. Yeah. Indeed. On uh, that note. And that note, we we might as well close out for the night. Um, it's been a pretty long podcast so far, so I think we. I've done my time, and no one else. Slipknot came out with a new album. Yeah. Uh, okay. Have you listened to that first song? I listened to the whole album, my guy. Oh, you listened to that? Oh, my goodness. Did Maya like it? I, I don't know if she listened to it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, have her come on the podcast and we can talk about it because I. There's a lot of things I can say about the album and the history and what other people say and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Personally, do you want, it's kind of sad. That Adderall song, which is their song that sounds like if the Beatles started in 2015. Mm hmm. It's one of my favorite songs off the album just because it's so different. And it sound it just it's got that doo 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 just got that that flow to it. I'm like, oh this is sick. Even my buddy Joy was like, dude, that's fire. I'm like, yeah, bro. <laughs> this these guys are in their fifties and they're making music. Like quick thing, the one thing that I really appreciate about Slipknot is that they do care about the music a lot. Because every single album since 1999 has sounded very different from the previous one, and no two, no two albums sound similar. Because like what we did before we saw that concert in May, we just listened to obviously all the songs. We we listened to their set list, so we knew what they were gonna play. But we had like a month or two binge of all their albums and stuff, and we were just listening to the style and like the music and stuff throughout the years and whatnot. And every single album has its own sound. To it and they've changed every single time whereas with other bands and stuff they keep their same sound for 20 years and it's just like you guys gonna do something new or you right. gonna keep doing this thing right. so that's one thing that I appreciate about Slipknot is that they do change the music and they really do love the music obviously they're you know rich and famous but like deep down they're still like yeah we're doing this because we love doing this for you guys so that's mm-hmm. even what they said at the concert like if we have a couple of listeners by the time we're 70 we're probably gonna still gonna try to make music that's awesome. although 
Although, I don't think they will because Corey Taylor, lead singer, has had multiple knee and leg surgeries. And then Sid, the DJ, has broken his heels multiple times. Yeah, so they so have we'll, uh, they have a limited time span as they get yeah. older. So, but I'm, I'm definitely a big fan of this, this latest album because it sounds very different. And there's still songs in there that sound like... They take bits and pieces from old albums and they kind of splice them together into a song. Yeah. Which is cool. But overall, the sound is different. I really... Mm-hmm. I like it. And that last song on the album, it's literally called Finale. And Joey and I were straight up like, we like I, I'm like, dude, that song Finale? He's like, dude. And we're like, like talking to each other. He's like, if they ended their career on that song, I would be fine with it. He's like, yeah, I would be fine with it. It was such a good ending to like a, a, the history of Slipknot. It's like literally called Finale. And it's, I'm going to look at the lyrics real quick. The okay. lyrics, um, where'd it go? Um, the last lyrics in the song. Um, they read um, as follows. I, I will read as follows. Um, I know it's a shame, but I got to stay because I like it here. I know it's the same. It happens every day, but I like it here. I like it here. Mm-hmm. But the oh my God, every, when that song ended, I'm like, oh, if they ended, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be mad. Like, you guys did your 20 years or whatever, 25 years. I'm, I'm happy. But yeah. they said they're going to make a couple more albums, but we'll see. Let's see how it goes. I'm excited. Yep. You but, know, uh, in, in that same vein, um, The Devil Wears Product came out with a new album. Uh, also very good. The same time too. I like the first, like, I don't know how many songs are on it. Um, I want to say it's like a 9 or 11. The only song I don't like is uh, 25. Everything else is just straight up fire. Um, but, what song was it? It was, I think it was twenty five. I'm not sure if it was fire, hallucinate, or something. I don't know. There's like three songs in the album I'm not a big fan of, but uh, exhibition all the way through sacrifice is fire. Like that first half of that album is so good. Like I could just listen to that first half. And sadly, I could forget the second half. Like, I because that's that first half is so good. Let me let me pull up real quick because I mean, like, I'm not a huge fan of 25. I mean, it, it you know, I listened to the song a couple times at this point, and it unfortunately has been one of the songs that I've skipped. Um, as <laughs> you're just I like, yeah. to it, huh? Pass, you're just like, yeah, this one's on, pass, yeah, nah. <laughs> uh, Watchtower is by far my favorite, though. No, no, yeah, no. Literally, twenty five is the only song that I don't like as much on the album. Like, so for heavy songs, I would definitely do Exhibition. Um, the end of Watchtower is really heavy. Well, all of um, Watchtower is good. Sacrifice yeah. is good. Broken is really good. Hallucinate is the heaviest one. Like, what's real? Da-da-da. What's fake? Oh, have you ever noticed? Have you, yeah, that's a good one. Have you noticed the part in the... I'm not sure. Only certain headphones pick it up because the cars don't. Uh, my Audi does and the Subarus don't. Um, and then one pair of my headphones do and one other don't. I'll, hold on, I'll just find the part. I'm just finding it real quick. Okay. But yeah, like, it, like the whole album talks about, you know, struggles with, with uh, mental health, um, with just trying to live life how you can, but there's all these struggles that people all right. aren't going to talk to you about. Yeah. It's definitely a deep album. Like, as far as metal bands go, like, usually don't get metal bands that are super deep in that kind of stuff. Um, hold on. 
is it specific lyrics you're looking for or is it sound? yeah so it's the sound and the lyrics so at the end of watchtower right before a drop um where it goes in this uh, i'm not going to sing it but in the spirit of your warmth i made it difficult and then it goes and then he goes i chose the dance dance and then it goes a heavy drop whatever it's just fire yeah. um if you listen to a certain headphones um, that part where it goes, I chose the distance, it's just some guy going in the background going, I chose the distance, and it goes, like Oh, like a distort, like it's on top of the original track. Yeah, and distorted. distorted, hollow voice in the background. I'm like, the first time I heard that, I got goosebumps, because I listened to that song like probably 10, 15 times in the car, and I was listening to it while playing RuneScape, and I'm like, <laughs> whoa, 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 hey, whoo, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> I went back and listened to it a couple times. I'm like that is clever. Like only certain things can, only certain ways can you can you can pick up that lyric. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely a different vibe listening to it in the car than with headphones on because just how like how the song hallucinate sounds in the car. Everything's kind of tinny and like kind of different in that way. But if you have headphones on and you're listening to like the drops and you know mm-hmm. the bass bass guitar, definitely a different vibe. That just goes for if you if the artist really knows what they're doing. Headphones just make the experience so much better because you hear all the different instruments playing along with each other and the flow of it much better. Mm-hmm. Granted, like a car is great and fine, but once you know how it kind of flows, you almost hear it better in the car. Yeah. But. So, uh, so I definitely want to see the Devil Wears Prada again in concert because I saw them like nine years ago, and they definitely changed a lot in their sound since then. Um, they had a couple, I and mean, we've talked about it, but they've had a couple rough albums in the 2010s that did not sound really good. And a lot of people didn't like. Um, but I think with with this current album, Color Decay, I think they found their sound, and yeah, it's new sound. straight fire, just all yeah, fire. They they found their new sound. Yeah, Definitely. like it's it's like like spoken <clears throat> word kind of, but screaming in a lot of songs. Um, I get like, I get a good I get a good spoken word vibe from 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 some of the stuff. Yeah, like they're telling a story, but like as if they're talking to you, but they have like, but they're screaming, and there's like a certain cadence to it where they extend certain words, and you know everything kind of flows together that way. It's not just someone talking and screaming. It's like yeah, it's a song. It's a song, but they're not like singing. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, definitely uh, good to listen to because they're. Uh... Definitely like bands that are that are you hear them for like a specific specific sound and now it's like okay they changed their sound but in a good way. So Correct. Definitely recommend if you're interested in listening to a, a not as heavy version of Slipknot this new album. If you're listening to a new version of metal slash Devil's Prada in general, this new album, both recommend. I feel like th- this Devil's Prada album and is a good gateway to metal too. And what sort new 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 Cutlass song. New Cutlass song, dude. Cutlass is back and better than ever. All where all where all my '90s and 2000s Christian kids at? Every me, single comment on the video is like Cutlass is back, and the first time in 15 years. And people are like there was that one good song on Believer. I'm like that does not count. No. Hey, did you know they have a podcast? I haven't listened to it yet. I'm going to. Oh, uh, it's so when, good. When we uh, go up to uh, way up to New Hampshire tomorrow, I want to listen to it. Okay. Yeah. No. Definitely. They have a like an intro episode where they're kind of like, "This is why we made the podcast. This is why we're in a right state of mind to talk to you guys about certain stuff." And then the first episode is literally all stories and you know how the band became the band, which is so cool. I like 
like don't 90- spoil it. Don't spoil it. No, no spoil I'm, not, it. I'm not. I'm not gonna spoil. It. I'm not gonna say what happened. But I'm saying, but okay. like the first episode is like the introduction of them as a band, and they um, were roommates. And they were roommates. <laughs> uh, but definitely worth listen if you're like a like a you know a young millennial or older Gen Z type of person who grew up with Christian rock music. This podcast is definitely worth listening to it's called uh a rock in a hard place i think it's called just search for cutlass podcast on any platform and then listen to words of fire on spotify or apple music or wherever you find it it's heavy, heavy. plug this song is so good i've been waiting so i've been waiting for the song since middle school basically yeah because yeah, they were just sure. after okay guys we know we get it and it's like this song comes out and i'm like Let's go. Cutlass is back, baby. They're probably like, we're done with that. We just want to make our music again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were, and the, you know, they're, they're solo artists now. Like, they're, they got their own, you know, Distributor in, or so, whatever. solo independent company. Yep. Um, and so they're not like being dictated what their sound has to be like by any production company. It's literally just them making the music that they want. So good. It's a good, it's so good. I listened to that song probably 10 times in a row when it came out. Mm-hmm. Me too. So, but that's that's where we're gonna leave it for today. Um, we 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 tried wrapping up 10, 15 minutes ago, but music just happens. You know, <laughs> I love music. So when music starts, I keep talking. I could talk about. <laughs> I could have multiple podcasts in a row talking about music. So we can have a whole separate music podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm thinking for next episode, um, our sister Ruth kind of gave us a suggestion. Um, we should do like a "Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader" type of show. Oh no! Yeah, we just answered. I know that PewDiePie and Jacksepticeye just did a video on it, so I think that's where she got it from. Yeah, she said that. She's like, "You should do a video like PewDiePie," and I'm like, "Oh, maybe it sounds like a good idea." We could steal some ideas. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's been a while since we did a game show of any kind. I think the last Mm. one we did was like the video game trivia one, which was like ten episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, we could do something like that. Something. Yeah. 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 I'll figure it out. You know, we can then we can do it. Yeah, do the thing. Yeah, there's still a thing with the stuff. Is there anything else that you want to say before we head out? No. Okay. Because well. <laughs> I did. I talked about music. That's what, that was my last thing. <laughs> the, 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 I'm done. I'm not saying. I'm not saying anything else. <laughs> Shut me up. Shut me up. Don't, don't let me say anything. Shut else. me up. I'm speaking the truth. <laughs> don't Is shut there- me out. Huh? Don't shut me out when I'm speaking the truth, girlfriend. Yeah. And? And? Do you smell bacon? I smell your soul. And on that note. Bye. Bye. End it. End it all. End it. End, 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 end it. it. End it. And I'm done. Okay, kill me. <laughs> I came in like a red team. I never hit so hard.